ChatGPT is something I use every day, but I've got to tell you an honest truth. When I start to read content that's obviously created by AI, my brain just switches off. There are towels and I just swipe on by. And that's not the worst of it. I have also noticed that I start trusting that brand a little bit less. I still feel less connected to it. I feel almost ragey. And I feel, what's the point of talking to me if you're just going to use a computer to do it? It's becoming very obvious that our brains are learning what is human and what, what is not. I know I'm probably picking it up earlier because I'm a content marketer, but there are studies coming out starting to show that people are aware from some sort of innate feeling that they can tell the difference between chat GPT or AI creator content and human content, and they will engage with human written content before. It's flawed, it's imperfect, but it does feel like us. Today I talked to Leanne Shelton, a marketer who's decided last year to embrace and dive down into the deep waters of AI and see how it could best serve businesses and marketers in Australia and beyond. Leanne helps us see the hidden dangers of using ChatGPT without reading it aloud first for sense. And we also talk about the long-term damage that we can cause our brand if we use it as it's written without thinking about how to create our own voice. Look, Leanne and I are avid users of ChatGPT, so we're huge advocates of it. We really believe you can use it, and we believe it can enhance your beautiful personal voice to stand up for the crowd. But you need to expel the cringe factor once and for all. This was a LinkedIn Live that Leanne and I did. We are running a masterclass. Well, Leanne's actually running it, and I'm hosting it on March the 12th. So this is us talking about some things around this, and then in the notes, in the, in the podcast notes today, you can get a link to that masterclass to come along and buy a ticket. If you're in our Facebook group, in my Facebook group, you do get a special discount code. If you go in there, I'll pin the post in there so you can get it. Or if you're on my mailing list, you've got one too. And of course, my coaching clients, you guys get it for free. Right, so if you are wanting to expel the cringe and find the creator with ChatGPT, this week's content confident, confident content, ah. This week's podcast, Confident Content, I still haven't got it right. We're 28 episodes in and Rachel Plava still messing it up. Uh, has got it all ready for you and this. So let's go forward. Here we go. You can tell this was not narrated by ChatGPT because it was imperfect. Let's get talking to Leanne. Hello and welcome to Content by AI from Prince to Creative. I'm Rachel Clava. I'm looking forward to talking to Leanne today about her observations around AI and ChatGPT. I do want to just say, you know, we're both very pro ChatGPT and we're very pro, we're very, we're really pro using it. We use it, both of us use it every day. We both teach people how to use ChatGPT, um, GPT2. Um, I'm as me, Rachel Claver, as a content marketing coach. Leanne also is a content writer and content coach as well. We are going to be covering just a little bit of stuff around um, how to really tell what is good chat GPT content? Um, what is going on with some people where there's that kind of focus and structure and how to really improve things really well? So we're definitely going to uh, be working on how to identify that kind of thing. Yeah, embrace, Margaret. I so agree. Embrace is one of those words you totally recognize as a word from from it all the time I just every time I hear embrace um for me too like I know ultimate's a really good word and I do sometimes use it but if it's with embrace and ultimate it's a dead giveaway that it's chat GPT my bugbear is the word elevate unfortunately I've read it so much now in chat GPT language I now use it in my day-to-day -day conversations which really disrupts me and disturbs me so maybe that's going to be a problem moving on but yep. do you want to before we jump in like tell everyone who you are 
and what you do. Thanks, Rachel. Um, so, hey, everyone. Uh, so, my name's Leanne Shelton. I am a human copywriter and ChatGPT trainer slash speaker. I pretty much gave myself that title, I think, probably end of April last year uh, because my copywriting agency that I've had for over nine years now was starting to, you know, lag, not see as many conversions uh, that that it used to and, you know, new as economic climate, but also this whole free tool, ChatGPT was a massive thing. So I, I figured I'd throw myself in the deep end. I've always loved doing training as well. So I thought this can be my focus for training and taught myself as much as I could, you know, ran my first webinar, like gave myself a month, I think, ran my first webinar, had like 150 people register and like, okay, I'm onto something here. And then, yeah, it's kind of kicked it off. And last year I, I probably like 30 different speaking gigs in about six months. Um, it was amazing. Can I ask a question? Because both of us have got like a content and a marketing background. And one of the biggest fears people have with ChatGPT, and I think it's quite good us looking at this like a year out from the big explosion of it, was that it was going to kill copywriting because there would no be, never be a need for another copywriter again. What's like, I've got my own view on this, but what's your take on that viewpoint now, looking at it again now? Yeah, I think it definitely, it, it's a matter of you don't know what you don't know. Garbage in, garbage out, all these, you know, catchphrases basically. Yeah. Uh, copywriters know and content marketers know what they what the outcome is ultimately. Yeah. So they know what input, what prompts to put in to get what they want. And they know when what it spits out is poor quality. They can recognize yes. it. Yeah. But yeah. Yeah, yeah. If you had no idea, you're just relying on this tool to be correct. And it's still very early days. So I'm I'm telling all copywriters, I've spoken a few in different sessions as well, train yourself up like I did. Um, you don't have to actually become a trainer, but at least be an advisor. Mm-hmm. Um, you might be doing more editing work of what crappy ChatGPT stuff people send you. Um, so if you understand it, you can then educate people. So I see our role kind of changing, but then also there'll be people who realize, oh, I can't just spit out a whole article or website content in five minutes. There actually is a lot of work involved in terms of, in terms of prompting it, in terms of tweaking it, make it sound human. And then a lot of people will probably just get fed up and go, oh, actually, we'll just pay the experts to do it. So we might have a little comeback. Yeah. And I think, do you also think that, you know, we talk about that thing of what does good look like? Do you think it, there is still, like I see when I work with clients who aren't copywriters, who are business owners, who aren't confident with their own voice or understanding it, they get enamored with the fact that they can press a, do a couple of questions and it spits out these sentences. And on the surface, if you don't read it deeply, it does look perfect. Like if you just read it and you go, far out, this is grammat- generally grammatically correct. And it's got some cool big words in it that I wouldn't normally use. And I think it does make you feel like you're going to be looking put together. It's, see, that's the thing. I, I'm actually becoming, I've noticed, very critical of everything I read now. Because I'm always like, has this input through AI? Like, is this, so, you know, I read an article this morning and I was like, oh, I can tell that's AI. Oh, hang on, there's some research thrown in there. Okay, good. They've, they've done the extra work, but I can still tell a lot of stuff like yeah, I just saw the comment Americanized spelling and they're based in Australia. So I'm like, yeah, um, that is a big giveaway. Uh really long sentences as well. Like there's just five commas quite often it's AI generated. And it's in little phrases as well that I'm, you know, like 
I'm not like unlock. I'm seeing so many headings, <laughs> unlock or um, uh, in this digital age or similar. Oh, and I think so critical. <laughs> I'm just gonna like I'm just I did some brainstorming with a client. We were talking things through, and we were trying to like find a bunch of like we're doing some keyword research. Not the because you can't with ChatGPT you can't do search volumes, but you can do like clusters and then go back and search. So it's quite a good brainstorming thing. But I've just put this one on. This is an example of a blog title. title. Elevate your brand without lifting a finger. Expert social media management tailored for busy entrepreneurs. And immediately I go, chat GPT. Like I would never was written by someone that wasn't a machine. Oh, so look, they're probably given the crack in terms of putting the audience in as a prompt. Yes. Uh, and probably said busy entrepreneurs. So 100% yes. it's used that phrase, busy entrepreneurs. Um, I, I just, yeah, I feel myself being so critical. Um, and I know it seems ironic that I'm a trainer in AI, yet I'm critical of it. But ultimately, my whole take on it is to ensure we maintain our sense of humanity mm. um, and we don't lose that. We're still using it as a tool, a collaborative tool. We're not getting lazy and relying on it to, like, to replace us. Because yeah. um, everyone is focused on the efficiency and productivity kind of aspect. But quality is so much more important and human connection, the message actually landing is way more important than saying, look, I smashed out six months worth of blogs in an hour or yeah. less. Um, it's, it's so much more important to get, okay, see it as a starting point. Great. Now I'm going to build upon that, uh, you know, get it to give you plans, strategies, whatever behind the scenes. No worries with that because no one sees it. But anything that's going to go out into the external world, you need to make sure it still sounds like you and it's actually going to hit home with your audience. Um, uh, look, yeah, I, I'm sorry, like I said, I can pick up really quickly when people aren't doing that. Yeah. Now, I've got, we're going to be doing a webinar and I'm going to put a link to it actually in here. Um, it's coming up next month and we're going to actually talk about how to create a brand voice. But I thought I would talk a, bit, a little bit just an, a question around this because you and I, had when we had a conversation around it, one of the things that we talked about was we actually talked about how we can identify when someone's using ChatGPT, like and our brain is starting to switch off when we see that content. Now, we're content writers. Do you think that, like I think, I think it was you and I were talking about it, but there was a study that came out that's saying that people are starting to, that brains actually can tell, like even if we can't tell, and it sounds good when our brain is reading it from someone else. There's something going on. Is that right? Yeah, the, I, I sometimes six sense to it. That's mm. the thing. And um, I was having a little argument on LinkedIn the other day with, with someone because he because basically someone had posted saying she had put a uh, like a job ad out, and all these couple of letters were coming in, obviously written by AI. And this guy was trying to say, oh, but you know, had because it was for a writing job, and he said, well. Yeah you want the quality there so therefore that's a good thing and 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 i was just saying well no we want them not ai like what's writing it and yeah how to prove it and i'm like actually there's little little things like you know like i said before long, long sentences or certain yeah. words or just some emptiness to it like it's mm. shallow or too many exclamation marks or i mean i've seen some linkedin comments which i can just sense have been put through AI because I've definitely had that too. Yeah, the good yeah. old Chrome extension that you can use for people to do comments for you. And and I feel I'm seeing it like a couple of things I'm seeing it most is like people that have 
the place I'm seeing it most is I'm seeing that people that I thought would, would I'm not going to say know better, but I felt were people that were the leaders in their industry have seemed to lose confidence in their own voice and are using um, the chat GPT to, sup, to create their content because it's somehow they're no longer confident in what they can do. And I, I feel a little bit heartbroken by it because I'm like, honestly, your less than perfect English way of saying things or the weird grammatical errors you make and things like that were speaking to me so much more than this perfectly polished machine created thing that has all the power words in it that we're told to use because they give a bit of breakthrough. Yeah, I actually, I don't know. It could be partly confident. I think also all these influencers are in massive hustle mode constantly. Mm-hmm. So they're like, oh, oh, because I went to one of these, oh, I mean, it's like $50 for an AI event uh, in the city, which was really disguised as a sales pitch for his, you know, boot camp, um, which hadn't previously covered AI at all, but he was going to throw that in. And I could see right through it. Um, <laughs> but yeah. yeah. It's just, um, he was saying, oh, yeah, usually we do this and now you can smash out this much content. Instead, usually we work on one ebook and this week, because of AI, we can smash out five. Mm-hmm. So I'm worried a lot of these hustle mode people are like, oh, just look, we can grow even more because we have all these AI tools that can just, you know, do all these things. Yeah. And uh, I mean, as it is, all these people have their own teams behind them, you know, behind the scenes anyway, but suddenly if they're throwing the AI voice, they're just mm-hmm. going to lose it. They're going to disconnect because we're all going to sense what they're doing. Um, you know, there's a post from Neil Patel, which seemed very much AI written that another AI person had had a rant about and I yeah. you know, chimed in. And it's, it's true. Like even these big names are now jumping on all their teens are, oh, look at this. But no, it's really, really quality over quantity. Um, mm-hmm. I just look honestly as well, the best engagement I get on LinkedIn posts are the ones that I throw together in 15 minutes off amusing, a thought, a random thought. Mm-hmm. They're the ones that take off rather than these scheduled tips, robotic hints, mm-hmm. quotes, whatever. <laughs> whatever. And I'll be like, I'll be really honest. I'm not against scheduling like nearly all my LinkedIn scheduling because often when I'm working with clients, it's the best time to post. So, but they're all written by me. So like yeah. there's a difference here. So we're not saying that bit's wrong. No, like, I'll be, no. be like, flow often is better if you're just spontaneous but it's not that but it is that thing of going I need to have this amount of content I'm going to use link I'm going to use ChatGPT to write it all uh, do you well, do you think though that people that are doing it and going oh that sounds good do you think they don't have a strong awareness of their voice because like we're going to show in the webinar how you can really use your voice to do it but if ChatGPT like if I've given it material and I'm asked it exactly what to do I can tell within the first two sentences if it hasn't followed my style. And I'll stop it and go, I told you, and I, I get quite stroppy now. I used to be playing. Overload, overload. Please get you. And I'm like, I told you to write it in my style, tone, and voice. You've been given the material. Please go back and reread it again and rewrite this. They do it. Yeah, not quite good enough. Please go back and rework it using my style, tone, and voice. I've given you the material. And then suddenly I get this thing. It's still not 100%, but it's pretty much there. And I, I feel like I think it's also this thing of going, if I give them content, I'll just trust whatever they do as well. 
Yeah, no, I'm, I'm also same as one. Well. No, 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 try that again. You did really well this session. That's like, do that again. Or what are you yeah. doing? Why are you changing the format? We want these pages consistent or whatever. Yeah, uh, yeah 100%. So that, and that's the thing, but I know what I'm doing with it. So I know how to prompt it to then get what I want. Uh, the brand voice, yeah, because you 100%, the people see me at networking events and how I speak is exactly how I write as well. So I do recommend to people, if you are the news AI to write it, read it out loud. And if you're stumbling over anything, then it's not your natural voice. Um, and, you know, throw in fun phrases that you use. Like it doesn't have to sound all formal. I know some people still get caught up with LinkedIn sound, having to sound formal or, or whatever. If that's how you speak, then no, change it up. Uh, but yeah, it's, it's, look, it's great as a starting point for AI, you know, with AI. Um, just don't go, yeah, you know what? That's halfway decent. I'm going to just publish it because people, you know, what we were saying previously, will see through it. Or when they get on the phone with you, they'll be like, I've been following you for six months and the disconnect between what I'm seeing online and who I'm hearing from now. And you don't want that. It's kind of like being on a dating profile. My husband said I have to stop using dating um, analogies because he said, so I'm a bit worried about the amount of dating analogies you using, but it's kind of like being on a dating profile and you know, you're like, oh, that guy's great. And then you meet them and they're like 20 years older than their photo. It's kind of like that disconnect. It's like, um, not the same person. There's, yeah, look, there's, there's someone like that. I've met someone at a conference, another AI influencer, really hit it off. Like he was like the best part of the conference. We would like pick each other's brains. It was great. And then I started watching his content and I knew also how he created it. He told me, oh, it's got this cool trick of the formulas. And, all and I just started to get bored of his content. I'm like, this isn't the same energy. Like it's just missing the mark. Um, and so that that's what I'm talking about there. So then I've just kind of lost faith in, you know, potentially collaborating or, or whatever. Um, so you want to make sure it's all, yeah, all very consistent. So one of the things that we're going to talk about in the webinar, which I think is really good, is a little bit about the difference between ChatGPT4 and ChatGPT3. We might not be covering that much, but like we are going to be talking about how ChatGPT4 makes things easier. Do you just want to give a little bit of a rundown? Because we both use it, and I know lots of people don't pay for it. Um, and, and both of us would go 100% it's worth paying for that ChatGPT4 like, access for what it can do. But what are some key differences between the two? So that people can kind of go, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. So when I first launched the paid one, I would have said, don't bother. Um, Now, definitely, I I couldn't go back. Uh, You can, by the way, when you do upgrade, you can switch between the two versions. Just Mm -hmm. if you want to experiment with prompts and because sometimes I feel like the responses are better in the free one. Yeah. But the uh, in the paid one, it it now has access to real-time internet, Mm -hmm. which the free one doesn't. The free one you rely on what's been built, what's been tra- trained in, you know, trained up into the system. Mm-hmm. And I think we're up to uh, last heard April twenty three. I don't know. If yeah, might even been, might have even been September uh, twenty three. Maybe I maybe got that recently. I don't know. Like I think I asked a question about something. Yeah, but yeah, or July or something. It's always up there. Yeah, it's yeah. still out. Yeah, it still can't access real time internet. So that can affect like research and things because that means if you do want to, and I do recommend this, write a piece, you do your research, you have to then literally copy and paste it all into you know the prompt. But with the paid one, you can just say, I want to write an article, I want you to use these resources and insert the links to those articles. And you can say, only use these sources to refer to, don't go on your own tangents. 
So then you can reference them and you know where it's come from. And you can then you know, cross-check and double-check it's correct. Um, so that you can do with a paid one, you can't do with free. Um, also with the paid one, you have um, access to DALI, which is an image creation thing, which may not be a big deal for you, but it's it's great. It's not great with words. Um, anyone who follows me on LinkedIn, I attempted something recently and watched up absolutely every word. Not great with words, but for imagery, like for socials, you can put in what you want to match an article you just written and it could you know, help something quite nice. That's cool. That's, That's cool. cool. Yeah. And one of the things with ChatGPT4 um, around that, like you've in the links in, but I think my favorite thing is that you can upload files, like PDFs. Yeah. yeah. So I was really yeah. yeah. Great. So once again, like as a resource, you go, okay, I'd like you to look at these links and also this document. Um, it could be a massive report, for example, that you want to summarize or you need to summarize for your boss or, or for a client or whatever it is, that can help you massively. So you could upload files and then you get it to, you know, be specific though on what you want to do with it. Mm -hmm. um, you could just initially ask for it to tell you the brand voice from these documents and links. Um, or it could be, I want you to provide uh, five key points on this topic and then, you know, and use these as the sources. But yeah, that's great. And it's just, um, yeah, once again, you can't do the uploading thing for the free. You have to do copy, yeah. which for like a 50 page document, you can't do. Yeah, and I um, one of the things that I um, I know we talked about this before. I told my clients is like I save all my newsletters in a doc, and so I can put those up and then ask ChatGPT to put out things that I can then use in other content. But it's my voice, it's my words, it's already done. So it's more like turning it into a repurposing tool in many ways rather than a initial start from scratch situation. Correct. And actually, I had um, I read a training session the other day um, for an author, and she. Mm -hmm is about to start running workshops and wants to use the content from her book for the workshop format. So Perfect. literally she uploaded the manuscript and said, can you create a plan for a two-day workshop? And it started creating it. And she uploaded this chapter and then it started mapping it all out. And that's brilliant. Mm -hmm. But now she can go and flesh it out or, you know, say, okay, now can you create a script or recommendations for the presentation based on that and, and go from there. So that is amazing and useful. Yeah, and I think that that's where that that voice for people who are wanting to be thought leaders and people who are wanting to be respected in their business works really well. I wonder what would happen if you have started with ChatGPT and you've got your list of newsletters, but they've all been created pretty much with ChatGPT and not enough of your voice. And then you lift that up and put that into ChatGPT like, I wonder how, what carnage could happen if you did it that way around. Like, I think this is what we're trying to say is like, if you don't accept the original voice, we're going to get into trouble, right? And it's interesting. I, I did see this post still at our LinkedIn on it yesterday. And this guy had written some copies about half a day, all honestly written by himself. And his client put it through an AI checker. And apparently it came back as saying 60% AI generated, even though he honestly created himself. Wow. And they're like, can you just run this through ChatGPT um, and just, you know, check. And it's another tool as well and check. And so he ran what he wrote through ChatGPT, sent it back to them. And then it came back saying 10% AI written or something stupid. Oh. And it just made him go, so hang on a second. So don't trust those checkers either, by the way, if you're going to rely upon that 
I don't think they're there yet. Um, no, she's relying upon them, but uh, he'd honestly written this himself. And it, yeah, so I don't know, I didn't see the actual content on the difference, but then the client was happy then with the stuff that had been re-put through AI. <laughs> it's, it's just, yeah, probably because they're just relying on the checker thing. And yeah. then, oh, I don't, and I don't trust you. Yeah. I, I like I when I started seeing people with, with what I knew was obviously ChatGPT, I would actually go and ask ChatGPT if it had been written by AI, and it was really interesting because it'd give me two responses. One would be um, this was written by a human, so it would actually say that because it could tell, and the other one would say it is not good enough evidence to know whether it's been done by a human or AI, which was my answer for it's done by AI. Yeah. And that's the only ones that would never say this was written by AI, but that's what it will, if you ask it, it can actually tell. Yeah. So I thought it was interesting. Yeah. Yeah. So I just, for your own sake, I just recommend putting enough effort in so then you can see, like, you might know, oh, I know, I know that, you know, this bit, this bit was taken from AI. And I don't know if we need to start recognizing, like doing asterisks or certain things. <laughs> um, yeah. Or written by AI. I don't know. But I just, I'm, yeah, I've always, yeah, and just so I get critical, I'm putting this lens of everything I read now and then I'm straight away losing trust if I pick up, they haven't put enough effort in. They put enough effort in and I'm like, oh, you can tell parts, some parts of AI, but I can also tell you put effort in, then that's, that's, that's okay. It's just the ones that have been bluntly. So I've got a question for those people because I work with quite a lot of um, small business owners who, you know, when I talk to them, I can hear their passion, I can hear their voice, but they have a real difficulty of understanding what their brand voice is because they're not a writer mm. and they freak out by having to do content. How do the, how can they use ChatGPT in a really positive way to kind of work out, like, what is the steps? What what are they, do they actually do stuff before they even get to ChatGPT? For their brand voice? Yeah, to find, like, and we're going to talk about brand voice and, and identifying that in the, in the webinar, but mm-hmm. is there stuff that they've got to do beforehand or can they use ChatGPT to kind of work some other stuff out as well? Like, what's kind of like their kind of like starter thing if they don't know what their brand voice is? What are some safe, I guess what I'm saying is what are some safe ways for them to use ChatGPT that could help step them towards doing something that was more them rather than just ChatGPT? Yeah, so a little quick thing, and I can go into more detail on the webinar, is to grab some samples of of writing that you have done that you feel sounds like you. Yeah. Um, Assuming there is something out there, whether even if it's just like all social media posts or whatever, just something and basically pasting them into, if you're obviously free or providing links, tape, and just pasting them in and saying, you know, could you please review these pieces of content and let me know what the writing style is, including, you know, tone of voice, structure, et cetera. And then straight away, it should give you just an outline. Um, sometimes it gives me ask the exact same thing. That's dot points sometimes, a massive paragraph. But ask for subheadings just so you get a nice little layout. And then go from there. Because it may sound yeah. um, you're conversational and professional with a nurturing, you know, and nurturing. And you might go, yeah, but that's not really what I want to go for. So you might play around with a couple of extra words and then use that in the custom instructions which is, you know, in your profile, bottom left corner, for all the content to go through that lens. Um, it, it's not always perfect. It does forget. Um, and maybe you're not actually content with that writing that you, yeah. you do. You're like, I don't really want this to be my my voice. Um, maybe English is a second language or whatever it is. Yeah. So, um, in that case, 
think about some words to describe what you do want your your brand to represent and then, you know, plug those into the custom instructions and see what it does from there. And do you think that like, so I guess I'm also trying to say like, because you and I can recognize our voice. We've got certain things that we would say or we can immediately sit in it. But if someone doesn't know that, because it can be really easy to get quite it's kind of like ChatGPT love bombs us with cool words. And then we go, oh, it, this makes me sound so good. And so you go, I could possibly, not could possibly sound as good at, as this. Your thing that you say is read it out loud. Because when you read it out loud, it won't sound like you. Yes, correct. It, yeah, read it out loud, it feels comfortable, great. Uh, another idea I thought was you could ask people, you know, I've seen this happen on you know, Facebook groups and stuff before. What are three words you use to describe me, um, you know, in terms of my style, personality? Because personality and brand voice kind of all overlap, right? So me, it might be, you know, or, um, articulate and bubbly and funny. I think I'm funny. Yeah. Um, so those could be the words <laughs> I, I could funny, Juliet. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> so those are I, always, I don't know about you, but when you're doing speaker stuff, you're always like, I'm going to put that I'm funny. But I always want to say, well, some people think I am because I'm really bright. I'm going to turn up and I'm going to say something and the rest of the people are going to be like, nope, she's not funny. They're either laughing with you or at you. Either way. Yeah. Yeah. I'll go for what off. But yeah, that, that's the thing. So you can also do that. A little call out to your community. For, you can send DMs if you want to make it public and just ask for some people some words because sometimes you're too close as well. And this is also assuming you are like like a solopreneur and your business is you and you're very much aligned with that. Um, or if you are going bigger and you're like, well, okay, no, I want it, then it's probably easier to disconnect yourself a little bit from that. But when very much your business is you, then that that can be helpful. Just asking other people too close to this, how would you describe my personality and my brand? And then you can kind of pick and choose certain words. You can then go, all right, chat to me and experiment with it. Pick five of those words because sometimes five gets you a much stronger draft than three of the words, mm. even if you think they're similar. So even if it's like casual and conversational, I've experimented and having both of those mm. versus one or the other, different tone. Yeah. So it's, uh, it's, it's different. Yeah, it's interesting. So just plug them all in and then see what that first draft looks like. And it might be way too, you know, way too much jug, uh, not jargon, um, What's the opposite? You know, just words that you, yeah, just, you know, words you would never use. I oh, you know, especially say Australian, you know, and goes on, get a maid and throws and all that. Oh, yeah. No, I am. Um, I did one website with Kiwi stuff and it was great. Like I said, right now, like in New Zealand, and I was like, get a mate, healthy old Barbie. And I was like, I'm not going to put that in a post. But it was kind of cool that it gave me a try. And I quite like the way that it actually peppered Māori words in through. Because I was like, oh, at least I'm like understanding that that's kind of part of how we communicate when we're talking. And, you know, that there might be mana there. And so I, I kind of like that. But I did think, oh, gosh, yeah, this is this is definitely like going with what the Americans think that Kiwi speaking yeah. is not what our, what our Kiwi speaking actually is. Yes. Remember, it's through that lens. So it only can do what it's been trained to do. So you have to kind of re- Frame that little bit, and you can say, but not like this, but like this. And so you can put all in your, your custom instructions. Don't use words like this. Use words like this. Here are some typical phrases I would use, and then it would, you know, incorporate those. Um, yeah, that kind of stuff too. So it's just um, there's there's other strategies. Well, yeah, I'll go more into the webinar, but yeah, there's a few things you can do just if you're unsure. To begin with, and also just to train it up. So, 
does give you that first strong draft, not the full thing. Yeah. No, I love that. So we are going to be going quite deep into that during the webinar, which would be really awesome. I thought, well, people might have some questions for you so they can definitely ask in the chat. But while they're doing that, I thought we could talk about just both of us sharing maybe like ways that we use ChatGPT that aren't necessarily writing content, but make writing content maybe easier or more polished. And we might have both have little hacks that we could share that are really simple things to get people away from just going, I need to use it to write a blog, I need to use it to write a social media post, because it won't really fit with what we're doing in the webinar, but I think it would be quite interesting to maybe share a few of those. Do you have some little favorites? Um, I'm just experimenting for all different things. Um, I'm, yeah, I'm doing TAFE at the moment, so it's a college uh, for training assessments, so I can basically officially be a teacher for the next year. Um, and so I've actually got it to help me with planning, like lesson plans and assessment. I love that. Uh, all that kind of good. That's running out. But it's good for that, planning out webinars and, and like that sort of side. Like actually the structure, like I find structure quite tricky to get my head around. We've both got ADHD. So that getting that structure and just having that and then I can block it out can be really useful. Yeah, yeah. So I've got um, coming up in the month, I'm going to Kuala Lumpur, which is very exciting, um, to run a two-day workshop on my own for, I don't know, 10, 15 people. Amazing. So I've only really done like maybe a four-hour workshop before and yeah, so two days. So rather than getting overwhelmed with the whole process, I, yeah, plug in chat tea. Okay. I, I used a previous uh, schedule they sent over as an example with the time frame, time blocking and everything like that. And I uploaded that and I said, okay, referring to this schedule, you know, ex- as an example, mm-hmm. here's my topic. I want to make sure there's a fun activity first thing in the morning to, you know, wake people up or discussion points, some sort of fun activity after lunch. Um, and look, I honestly, I probably end up going back and going, all right, can you give five more ideas for activities after lunch and whatever? But yeah, it gave me a really nice first starting point for my two-day, which just seems so massive for me as a brand new concept. And then I'm like, great, okay, I like that, don't like that. I can, ooh, that's got some promise. Go back, can you give me some more ideas along this line, you know, these lines and all that kind of stuff. So then I've got, you know, and I've gone back and tweaked it again and again. But as that starting point, oh my gosh, I could have just done my brain and going, okay, so it's 10 a.m. now. <laughs> I know. I just, I think that it, t- it takes that emotional weight of the organizational structure off you, which gives you room to be creative and using your knowledge, your actual knowledge, which I think is. Um, Margaret asked about, you know, ideas of coming up with ideas for posts and blogs. I, you've probably got heaps of these, but I'll tell you one of the things that I've done recently that really helped me. Um, I was creating something and I was a bit stuck and I wanted to make sure that I was kind of pulling in the latest knowledge as well. So I said to ChatGPT, hey, I'm a content marketing coach. This is my kind of skew or bent around what I do and my ethos. Can you pull together with me, like give me the seven other leading names in my industry around the world and kind of the themes of what they're talking about, like the things that they're talking about. And it went through and it went, you know, like this person here and these are the three themes here. And then I went, oh, I like this one. Can you please give me some topics around poster blogs I could do around that theme? And that was amazing and coming up with stuff that I was like, well, these are what industry leaders are writing. They've got whole marketing teams working out the ship that they need to say. And I'm using their marketing teams for my business, which I thought was actually really effective. Do you have other ones that you do for kind of idea generation with ChatGPT? Um. Yes, I was going to say something. I've called Blake what it was. Oh my gosh, what was it now? 
Um, yeah, no, I definitely have for like I asked it to help with planning. Oh, actually, you know what I did? I asked it um yesterday to help me make a decision between two things. Oh, I uh, love this idea. Yeah. <gasps> I'm gonna do that. I'm gonna have to try and decide what I'm gonna do my ideas on. That's a good idea. <laughs> It was ultimately I'd heard about a a book collaboration idea, which yeah. look, you know, and actually shiny things just keep lighting up, right? Oh, so I, is this a good idea? Consider I also want to write my own book. I've also, you know, recovering for some burnout, blah, blah. And then it gave me all these pros and cons. And I'm like, okay, yeah, but then I added some more things. What if blah, blah, blah. And then in the end, I'm like, okay, what's your recommendation? And you know what? It kind of gave me permission. Like, just it convinced me in the end. I'm like, no, I knew all this stuff, but just, yeah, just having I some love that. I, do, I do feel like I've started really using it as a sounding board. Like, I when I did that thing with the seven people, I went, actually, I've had this idea for this legion, and I was thinking about doing this, and I kind of like using it as a brainstorming kind of. This it's kind of like having like a colleague in the room and just asking questions, and then I go, I don't really understand what you meant by this. Can you explain it or? I don't like the way you said that. And I'm sad. And then, so I've got this document, which has got my future, this cool future legion idea I've had and like a, like a thing around building something. And it will kind of go, oh yeah, what a great idea. What about if you did this? And you feel like you've got this kind of collaboration going on between you and this yeah. group. And that's, that's yeah. Cause I did it for, um, the new offering that were coming out and I said, I need help with it. Sales page, you know, template. Here's all the key information. Yes. Um, can you create that template? And then it did. And then I said, okay. Is there any other information I'm missing or you're missing to do the best possible job? What else do you need? Oh, I like that. Yeah. What else? And it's like, oh, the USP. Like, oh, you know, selling point. I'm like, oh, yeah, okay, sure, okay. And so I, it gave me like five different things. I just responded to it and and just things I'd overlooked. And yeah, great, thank you. And then I fleshed it out. And I still moved things around, but it gave me that really strong starting point. And so now my next step is going to be, Okay, can now use that sales landing page that I've done, upload it. Um, now help me with an email sequence. Um, pretend you were an expert and you know, conversion, you know, conversion copywriter and aura. And what's the best template for the, those three days? And what schedule do you recommend? So that's one we do in the next couple of days. And I know that it will give me, you know, a rough guideline. Also I've got my marketing hat on, so I can go, yeah. I don't think sitting it two days in a row or within an hour of each other, it's gonna work here or whatever it happens. But that will just clear that, yeah, that brain fog going, ah, overwhelmed with all the promotion I have to do. Yeah. And then purpose, because everything is basically in that sales page. I spent so much time writing it. So they'll go, create, can you help me create some social media posts, extract from that page? And like yeah. you said before, the repurposing thing. So that's my next plan of how I plan to use it. Because that's what I think I'm learning is that if you can get that source content really, really good and sharp and very much in your own voice, it makes the repurposing far closer. I do have a question from Fiona. She talked about, um, she says, I noticed Microsoft Copilot appears to be using ChatGPT4 and it's free. Have you tried that compared to what ChatGPT4 gives you? Now, I haven't tried Microsoft Copilot. I don't use Microsoft. I use Google. Do you know? I, I haven't experimented with enough myself either. I've had the little icon pop up on my screen, but I <laughs> kids only just went back to school last week, so I'm really probably into work mode now. Yeah. I do want to experiment with it, but I do wonder how will it have all the same features of Tushpe 4 because OpenAI ultimately doesn't want people to not pay for their, their stuff. So mm. I'd be curious. It may... They might have certain aspects, but not others. 
Yeah, um, I really think that would be accurate and slower yeah. and probably have a limit. Like I know like Metrical, for example, is hey, you can write your post by AI, but you're going to do three free a month. Like, so it's like, what's the point? If you're doing over a hundred posts a month, there's no, there's, it's not going to work for me. So I feel like a lot of them, those ones that are add-ons don't necessarily work very well. Um, you know, but I always think it's good to go. I, I'm a bit of a stickler for going straight to the source as opposed to the person that's tacked it on. Generally. Yeah. I, look, that's, that's part of my other thing with, you know, I mentioned shiny objects in Jerome. Um, after, you know, ChatGPT kind of was launched, all, I it's probably thousands and thousands of AI tools have sprung up over the last 12 months, right? And that's the thing. You can get bogged down and trying all the things and, you know, actually doing the opposite of productivity and going down rabbit holes or, Especially if you have to subscribe or pay for these, you end up paying for things you don't need. They all look amazing, but for my own sake, I have just kept with ChatGPT, like yeah, like the OG, um, to then because and things are coming to it now. So you know the the live access, yeah, time and the imagery, and I'm like, if I can just, but the essence is is there, right? If you can really master how to use that, then you can kind of work out what other tools you actually need in your business too, not just like, I'm still not convinced why a video avatar of myself, like it's, you know, fake me, how that actually is cool. I know. Like that in my business when it's losing authenticity and I just, I don't. Yeah, and it's not going to be you. Like, it's still not going to be you. Like, it's kind of cool and fun, but is it going to actually get you customers that are your ideal customers? And yeah. I know that if I, if like, oh, we can smash all these training videos, it's all you just, your avatar. Well, are people going to trust it and connect with it as much as if it was you and you put the effort in? Like mm. I've read somewhere, you know, if you couldn't put the effort in to write it, why should I put the effort in to read it or listen to it or whatever, oh, right? That's a good thing to say. I agree with that though. Like I I feel disappointed when I'm reading something and go, oh, like I might get caught up in the first paragraph because I might have tweaked that and then I start reading and go, oh, this is just ChatGPT schlock and I feel like, hey, you just ripped off some of my time and I just, it turns me off. Like I have... I think my biggest one, actually, when I think about it is because for years gone by, like I've accepted that some people write really crappy blogs because they have this idea that they've got to have these blogs. But it's when it's an email in my inbox or it's a post and I'm reading it and going, oh, this wasn't you. And I'm so disappointed because I actually like hearing from you. I love your brand. I love seeing what you do. I love your thoughts. And this is not your thoughts. It might be stuff you know. But it's not your, not the way that you would explain it, and that's what I'm following. That's what I signed up to your email list for, and that's the bit where I feel you're missing and you're getting that cringe factor as opposed to making bond with you. Yeah, and that's what we're. I mean, that's what we're going to be focusing on in the webinar is really about that building a powerful brand because we're saying there's nothing wrong with the, per, the using ChatGPT to build your brand, right? Like, there's absolutely nothing wrong to do that. It's just doing it in a way that works. Correct. And there's a lot of little techniques, like we were saying, the collaboration kind of mindset. If you can yeah. more like that as another member of your team that you work with, but ultimately you're still putting effort in, then, you know, that's that's okay. It's it's just so many people, I think it's just because I haven't been educated that it's jumping on going, oh, mm-hmm. and that it's blown away, away by how cool it is or how quickly it pumps stuff out and how much time they're going to save. Yeah. They're not actually looking at the long-term of six months worth of content, which is AI generated, then I'll drop off with conversions or engagement because people just see your eye through it as we also become extra savvy. Yeah. Um, yeah. So even, you know, I've seen some people in Facebook groups, oh, I wrote this article and this latest update on from OpenAI 
and ultimately they've just taken the original article and just put a ChatGPT so it has slightly their voice, um, but you could still tell it, there was no extra substance to it. And so don't even, you know, go, oh, look, I know my brand voice now. I'm just going to put someone else's article in and just get to redo it. That's also not the right answer because yeah. don't put your own thoughts, you know, and the internet will otherwise just be this whole mishmash of the exactly same recycled content. I know there's no, you know, original ideas that are very, you know, like there's there's always an original technique at take and we can say like i have tested my creativity against chat gpts where i've gone hey i use an analogy of a goat climbing a tree and that everyday activity with how you describe your business and how it can be a, you know to do talk about your everyday life and i give them the full story about the goat in the tree and i do this i say can you tie these two together and it will say i don't know how to do that and I'm like, well, I know how to do that. Yeah. But I can literally give them the story or they'll go, wow, that was a really novel way of explaining it. I, you know, like, and they'll go, oh, that was really interesting. And I'm like, yeah, because I'm using my human brain right now. Yeah. Oh, no, no. I didn't have someone come to me. Um, one of my only, only disgruntled clients who did chat to be training because she had expectations far beyond what it's actually capable of. Yeah. So it wasn't me she was upset with. It's actually, you know. She had an idea. She asked me if it could help her with book writing. I'm like, yeah, yeah, sure, it can. It can help with editing, it can review things, it can give you tips. No, she'd written one chapter and wanted to write the rest of the book for her based oh, on that one chapter. Oh, wow. And I'm like, no. And she was saying it was an original concept. And I'm like, well, then how can that possibly create all those chapters for you on an original concept you've come up with? Yeah. So she was very upset, but I'm like, it can give you the structure, but, you know, based on that first chapter. It can give you some ideas of the, how the rest of the book can go. It can't write it for you. Mm. And <laughs> she's like, but what? I thought, so there are, I've, I've already seen, I know some kids' books have been written, purely AI, and then it's about an really they've done with mid-journey or whatever. It's like, no, don't use, you know, we're saying a cringe to credit. Don't lose your sense of creativity. Stay connected with that, mm. but get, like, use more, I guess, critical thinking creativity we yes. prompting it and working with it not because yeah. you know the, the movie wally you know they all their brains turn the marsh that's, oh, like, that's such a great example of what happens when ai takes over your world yeah we're all just gonna whatever think now um, i just want to yeah. change my color of my clothes yeah cool i don't oh look we have a pool i know we had a pool yeah, yeah. <laughs> like all this we're just gonna stop thinking properly for ourselves and going oh and then that's not going to serve anyone in the world who you're serving and your clients, like yourself, because you're not stimulating your brain. And this is where, yeah, we're basically at this cusp right now. We as humans can decide the future of AI. Is it going to be replacing us, which is all these fear factors that all these, you know, social media posts and things, hey, AI is going to replace all these jobs. Is it going to replace us or is it always going to be a bitch? You know, um, yeah. you know, are we always going to be in control of it? It's our choice right now. Like, and I know there's people developing stuff going, oh, is that cool if we could do all these things to save time for us? But they're not thinking of repercussions. What's it going to, yeah, end up like? So we get to choose how we use it and then, you know, yeah. teach our children and children's children um, the ethical way. I love that. Because I was actually going to say that a pretty good analogy of what ChatGPT does, I've got a client who makes Indian paste, person, if you're watching, hi, person. Um, and one of the things she said is that she would ask it to write a recipe 
she knows enough about recipes. It looks right on the surface. Like if I was looking at our product, oh, that's right. But she could immediately go, that's not going to work. And so I always think of that and look at that like a post. It looks right on the surface. Everything's kind of ticking the boxes, but it's not to actually look at it deeply that you go, actually, it's missed the nuance that makes the thing a beautiful recipe or is actually going to work. And yeah. I think that's what we're trying to say, isn't it? That to get it to that creative space, to make it work, we have to really understand our, we have to really understand our knowledge, like what we know. And, and understand our voice and understand who we are before we jump in and hope that ChatGPT is going to make that for us. It's 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 the expert's tool, but you have to come to it as an expert. Correct. This is why I get worried when I hear about people cutting out copyrights from that team or, yeah. oh, I'm going to our blogs now, from now on, we're not going to use you. And this is a concern because unless the person operating the tool knows what they're doing, it's just going to be poor quality. Yeah. Um, so that's, you know, I'm transparent with my clients. So yeah, look, I'll probably use AI, but I know how to use it effectively mm -hmm. for you. Like how to make sure it does an even better job than me in some points, but I'm still trusting that I know what I'm doing to, to bring that in. And that's what, yeah, you'll probably read a lot of, I mean, look, there's already been some very clickbaity, you know, lacking substance articles before Chatty came along. Yeah. Um, you can see those journalists are going to be also using AI and it's going to sound the same as that. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it needs more storytelling and it's more depth to really connect that human connection thing. It's just so much more important. Um, yeah, someone I know who was using AI to respond to posts, I said, it's missing something. I think it's just that human touch. It's just, yeah. it's just going to, it's kind of taking my post and rehashing it a little bit. Um, it sounds like it's engaging what I said, but really it's not uh, quite there. And I, I, I actually had the assumption that these posts were written by AI and then I had a meeting and he, he admitted it before I put it up. And I'm like, good, I could tell, I could tell. But I don't want to be going around and sending DMs to everyone going, you've used AI too much. So I partly want to. I, 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 if it's really bad and I know the person, I normally, like, and I know they've got a relationship with me, they'll cope. Like, this would not be for everybody. But a couple of times I've, I had a message that I said, oh, see, we, see, we're trying out the old AI trick, are we? Or a couple of times I've gone, nice, um, like, I think it was this guy, Regan, I was like, nice AI post today, Regan. Because then he's like, oh, yeah, ha, ha, yeah, that's right. Because it's so obvious. Like, some of them are like, if it's got the emojis in it and it's got the words. And was it yeah. just... You know the phrase feminine, like the phrase feminine, like it's like well, that's a friend, but they're actually an enemy. Oh, yeah. I feel like AI is the feminine of content marketing. Yeah. Like it feels like it's your friend, but it's actually your enemy because it's undermining your brand voice all the time because it looks like it's saying nice things about you, but it's saying them in a way that's actually undermining your authority. Yeah. Yeah. It is good. You got to watch out for it. That's the thing. And just, to be aware, like train yourself up, understand its limitations. And yeah. yes, there's opportunities. I think some people are caught up in that, but not looking at the limitations of what, uh, like, yeah, if you're just doing planning and strategy, no worries. It's just your eyes only. Yeah. But anything, because yeah, I said it's internal and external. Anything external, you need to put an extra effort. None of these cutting corner stuff. No. Because you're just gonna miss, like, lose out in the end. So that's just not gonna serve you. Um, and I, I just like you know, I say Canva as well. You know, I refer to that. Graphic designers are still needed, yeah, but good they, I use Canva, but they know how to use Canva to give you a really good template. 
Those who have no graphic design experience, knowledge whatsoever, can still botch up a template. Yeah, totally can. Now, um, we're going to wrap this up in a minute. I did want to just say, so March 12th, we've got this event together. You're going to actually do a live workshop and teaching, which is really exciting. So you're actually going to get people to try and do things, which I absolutely love. So I do recommend everyone, if you're coming to it, that you've got like a window open with ChatGPT as well, so you can get things done maybe even have some material that you've written before so that you've got it ready to go. Um, and so Leanne's going to come and do that. We're going to have time for question and answers. I've put a link to it in the comments. I'll also put a link to it on the LinkedIn event too because I don't know if it comes through. Um, but um, is there anything that you want people to know about that event from your side for them to make sure they're ready for it, Leanne? Yeah, I, it would be good to upgrade to Church 4 just so yeah. you can play around some of the extra things we talk about. Uh, it's only it's twelve US a month, which you know work at your conversion rates, but yeah. it is worth it if you know you're going to use it regularly, a hundred percent. And I've got like Canva Pro where I use it, you know, every week. Yeah, I use it all the time. Yeah. If you know you're going to use it, it's worth it, and you can downgrade at any point if, for whatever reason, you decide yeah. to, you know, you know, drop the subscription and invest in a copywriter instead. Um, so, <laughs> but yeah, I that would be good if you can um, upgrade. Uh, and then also, yeah, be, come prepared. Yeah, with some examples of projects that you can play around with. There will be. I'm very much about allowing work on business time. Like we'll actually have quite time for you to play around with things and ask questions, because I know just hearing it and then finding the time to then implement can, mm-hmm. no, doesn't always happen. So yes, there will be time to actually work on your stuff. So. You know, play around with it in the meantime and bring on whatever questions. We'll see what we can answer. So exciting. And I'm going to be there um, while Leanne's teaching to field questions. If I know the answer, I can quickly answer it. If it's something tricky, she'll come and do it. Or I might bring one up to the stage so she can do that. Um, Leanne is so good at this. I haven't done this brand voice thing either. I'm going to have a little play out of it before I come and see, before I come to the session on March the 12th. Uh, but I'm going to be learning alongside you guys too. And I'm really excited because it's an area that I haven't used it for. I've managed to have good results with ChatGPT, but I haven't even tapped on this thing. So I'm thinking it's going to be a really exciting part of it. So thanks so much for today, today Leanne. I've really enjoyed this. And um, and I'll make sure that um, people who couldn't come today, that they've got a link um, so they can kind of see who you are as well. Because while you're well-known in, in Australia for your ChatGPT-ness over here across the ditch, we just... Embracing, yeah, yeah. embracing and elevating you as the ultimate. <laughs> yeah. Coming away, if you want to come, yeah, it's a training. I'm open to, yeah. Um, yeah, it'd be awesome. Yeah, I've been in New Zealand once. I loved it, but I would love to go back and have an excuse. I've got training. I have to go. Yeah, uh, <laughs> for Australia as well. Yeah, I've got a, got a speaking gig hopefully in um, August, and that's definitely going to be one of my like, oh, what a shame. I've got to go over there for a speaking gig. Follow me on LinkedIn as well. I, I'm, yeah, you see Leanne Shelton. I think about non techie ChatGPT trainer or AI trainer, whatever I got now. In marketing, marketing is not my main space because that is my background. I occasionally train other stuff, but marketing, I just I get it and I'm not going to outside what i know and there's so many ways you can use it effectively for marketing anyway um so yeah follow me i've got yeah something exciting to announce next week too that a new offering um that i think a lot of people will love low-cost offering so stay tuned this little teaser for you uh but yeah this is great rachel thank you thank you so much and everyone um hopefully we'll see you on march the 12th looking forward to it yeah bye see ya